Welcome to The Secret Life of Parkinson's, a podcast trying to break the barriers and stigma around PD to lessen the fear. It's a disease no one likes to talk about. When people hear Parkinson's, they're afraid, even if they don't know exactly what it is. This podcast is led by Parkinson's patients talking about their daily life with PD. I'm your host, Jessica Krauser. Hi, and welcome back to The Secret Life of Parkinson's. I'm Jessica Krauser, and I'm here with Brian Baker. Hello. And Brian, we have a special guest with us Another today. special guest. Yes. I have, we have Joe Drake with us, all the way from Seattle, Washington. Hello, Joe. Hi. Uh, thank you for having me on your show. Oh, thanks for coming. I really appreciate Technology it. Technology is amazing. It is. The technology was great. Um, so real quick, uh, I'll give you a little history about Joe and I. Um, Joe and I both met in New York City earlier this year. We were both at the Michael J. Fox, the Team Fox MVP event that they hosted. And um, Joe and I were in a little bit of a race, not a running race, but a race to be the top, what was it called? Like to have the oh, most- I, It was some competition just to get us all involved in their application. Yeah, so there was, an, there was an app to get to know people before the event ceremony. There was, the app also had, um, like you can talk to other people, write comments or post pictures. And if you were the top poster or commenter or whatever, then you would win um, all four of Michael J. Fox's books. Um, so I always love a little competition. And so I did everything I was supposed to do. And Joe and I were neck and neck like the entire time. And then I came in at the last second and I, I won. So, <laughs> but it was a great way to meet you. It, it was a lot of fun. And I always wondered, did you ever get the books? I did. They finally came, um, I think like maybe a month or two after we got back home. So I have all oh. four books in my house. Which is very because nice. they made a big deal about the competition and you did win, but I they never heard anything afterwards. <laughs> we'll like have that. to tell them. So, Team Fox, if you're watching, <laughs> we need a splash of the you know the winnings and uh, and the books that I got. But yeah, so the, everything everything came and it was very nice that they did that. But we'll work for next competition because the reason why we both got there is we raised over a certain amount of money for Michael J. Fox Foundation for Research. So. Joe raised money um, last year, as, as did I. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, as we talk about Joe and his book, which we'll get into in a minute. But this will be the topic of our discussion for today, a book that he wrote about Parkinson's. So um, Joe, why don't you start off by just telling us you know, when you were diagnosed and a little bit about your story, about your journey so far. Uh, yeah, um, so I was diagnosed early in 2018 uh, I was just a month shy of my 57th birthday and I had been experiencing various symptoms that I couldn't really attribute to anything except for I thought I was just getting old mm -hmm. uh, and I wasn't able to do a lot of the athletic things that I had come to do then I found out that uh, two of my siblings I'm from a big family, I'm from a family of 12, and two of them had been diagnosed and were being treated for Parkinson's, and then I thought, hmm, maybe that's me too. So I went to see a neurologist, and that was confirmed. And ever since then, I've been uh, uh, dealing with it through a very vigorous exercise. 
How did you, how was your reaction then when you were diagnosed, considering that you had siblings already diagnosed? Like what was, how are they in terms of like their mobility and, and things like that? Well, they, they're doing pretty well actually with the medications that they have. And mm -hmm. you, you wouldn't notice it too much uh, observing them. Same with me mm -hmm. also, uh, but clearly it's an issue for them. They, they have the tremor, um, they have uh, all the other uh, motor symptoms and some of the non-motor symptoms, especially uh, depression and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. For me, I was actually relieved to get the, the diagnosis because I had these things going on that I couldn't explain. And just having a diagnosis at least got me to where I can start dealing with it. And I felt a lot better about having PD than he did about aging. Mm -hmm. And so um, <laughs> I felt like uh, that was a, a bonus. That's interesting. So what was your first action that you took? It sounds like you were pretty, you know, ready to go and, and take some action against it. What was the first thing you did? Well, um, I, I guess uh, one of the first things that I learned from my neurologist was that uh, exercise was the best therapy for, mm -hmm. for Parkinson's. So I took that to heart. Um, but beyond that, I realized I felt like PD was a gift in some respects. It was a real gift of perspective. And I had already started my wife and I had started plans for retirement mm -hmm. and I figured, um, you know, working a job, the stress of a job was a trigger for Parkinson's. And, you know, frankly, I didn't know how much time I had left where I could continue to do a lot of the things I like to do. So I just said, you know, dude, what are you waiting for? And so one of the first things I did is I retired. Nice. So later that year, 2018, I retired. My wife and I lived in uh, California. That's where we raised our children. We moved to Seattle, where she grew up. Mm -hmm. um, so that got her closer to her family, where they still were. Uh, I saw in a different part of the country. I scored a lot of points uh, for uh, bringing... <laughs> Uh, the wayward child back to Seattle, and uh, it, it's been it's been great since then. I've I've enjoyed retirement, and it, it freed up a lot of time to focus on my health and and start a series of adventures. One of which is what I wrote about in the book. Well, even before we get to the book, the adventures. I think I see some uh, quite a few medals behind you. <laughs> Can you talk about those? Yeah. Yeah, that, those medals are all from various races that I've done. Um, marathons mostly, but there's some shorter half marathons and, and whatnot. Is this before um, or I after Parkinson's? I was a, a runner my whole life. Okay. I, I've always run. But I've never run longer distances than like a 10K, which is about six miles. Mm -hmm. um, because I, I would always injure myself if I, if I ran too far. And then, uh, but when I got the diagnosis and I had time from retirement and moved up to Seattle, I just said, okay, well, let's, let's try longer distances. 
so I ran my first half marathon um, about a year after my diagnosis. Mm -hmm. That went well, and when I when I took on the half marathon, I said, "Well, I'll run a marathon if that if the half marathon goes well," and it did. So later in that year, I ran my first marathon. So that was kind of late in 2019, and then from there, I said, "Well, what's next?" And then that launched um, a plan to run all the world marathon majors, and that that that's in the book as well. So so these medals you see off the one over uh -huh. my shoulder. Let's see, where's my finger? Uh, <laughs> off on this side. Yeah. Uh, those are all the the world marathon majors, which are um, races in uh, London, Berlin, Boston, Chicago, New York City, and Tokyo. Okay. And, um, but uh, I decided I was going to run all of those in a single year, and then um, and then the pandemic happened, and, and it got strange and bizarre and over the top, which was uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> Okay, so I know you you make it sound like it was a course of over a year, but let's be honest, how many of those marathons did you do back to back? Well, so normally those six races would occur over the course of a year from starting in March, which would be Tokyo and end in November uh -huh. in New York City. Um, that's in a normal year. And um, when the pandemic came around, it was far from normal. <laughs> and they they decided to reschedule those races so that they all occurred within a six week period. Um, so this was last October, uh, last uh, fall. Mm -hmm. So starting late September was Berlin. The next week was London. The next week after that was Chicago. The next day after that was Boston. Oh my God. And then a few weeks later was, was uh, New York City. Tokyo was originally scheduled during that six week period too, but they, they decided to ban all of the uh, international runners because of the state of the pandemic at mm -hmm. that time. So in place of that, I ran a virtual marathon in Seattle. Um, right, right around my home, um, around my uh, home. So that ended up being forty-three days, six marathons, and uh, the highlight of it was that doubleheader with uh, Chicago and Boston on yeah. successive days. Did your body just like hate you? <laughs> like, what did? How did you recover? Yeah, recovery was was all part of the training plan. That was a lot of the work, but you know. And, and this is an important part of, of the book and the whole journey. Um, Parkinson's and running work really well together. And, oh yeah, there were a lot of times when I was in a lot of pain and it was a, a struggle to get up uh, and do the next race. But I told a lot of my friends and my family that I was doing this. And I solicited funds, funds for the charity events I did with Michael J. Fox. Um, when you do that, when you excite your 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 crew um, about this, they give you all sorts of support. Uh, there are 
they're, they're watching you. They're, they're keeping track of your times as you're going through the races because they can do that remotely. Mm-hmm. They're sending you, um, uh, essentially, they're sending you love during the whole time. And so, yeah, there were times when I was in pain, but I never thought of it that way. I just thought of it as there's people watching me and, wow. and I want to I want to do well for them. And it, that gets you through a lot of the issues for running and also gets you through a lot of issues with with just dealing with Parkinson's. Well, I think we have two different kinds of Parkinson's because my Parkinson's is not like running. <laughs> you didn't like running to begin with, no, so that no. doesn't help. Yeah, so, well, you, you don't have to run to deal with Parkinson's, <laughs> but as you both know, exercise is a very important part, and there's absolutely. a lot of ways to do it. You oh, know, yeah. You don't have to run a marathon. So, I just did it that way. So let's talk about your book that actually was just um, published. It's called Run With It, A True Story of Parkinson's, Marathons, the Pandemic, and Love. Um, I just ordered it, and I'm not through it yet. I just got it earlier this week. Um, But I'm so excited to read about it. So tell us a little bit about um, one, uh, actually first, maybe let people know if they purchase it where the proceeds are going. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, I I decided that um, I, I'm I'm putting this book out because I I wanted it to be a help for people with Parkinson, um, and so all of my profits, any royalties that I get, are are going straight to the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Uh, partly because they've been they were such a big help in 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 getting me into some of these races mm-hmm. so that I could. Uh, meet the goal of, of doing all six of them so uh that's where the proceeds are, are going that's awesome and the other aspect of it is i want to share the story of kind of what i alluded to before of how exercise for one is an important therapy for for parkinson's but at the same time committing to these over-the-top goals uh and and by alerting your friends and family that helps that helps also with Parkinson's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, Parkinson's is all about uh, a deficit of, of dopamine dopamine controls motor functions but it also controls uh, emotional uh, issues and, and um, uh, mental uh, effects and having that positive input both from the running and from your um from your team and maybe your family and friends is it is a very important way and a very important technique for dealing with the disease what do you want people to know or what do you want them to take away from this book that you wrote well i i, I want first and foremost that and this is starting to get to be uh, routine information, but at the time I started exercise, it, it has always been talked about as being the best therapy uh, for Parkinson. Um, so number one, take that away mm-hmm. from the book. Uh, not only is it the best exercise, but a best therapy, but if you do it consistently, you can slow and even stop the progression of the disease. Um, and that's become more 
widely known among the medical and scientific uh, communities. I, I talk about various papers in the book um, that uh, report on research along those lines. Um, so that, that, that's the, uh, the number one takeaway. Uh, the other uh, takeaway should be that uh, Parkinson's is not, um, it, it, it's not the end of the world by a long shot. There are many examples of people who have, who are thriving despite the disease mm -hmm. uh, because they, they're taking a proactive approach to mm -hmm. dealing with it. You know, it, it, because it affects your emotional state because of the lack of dopamine, it is very common for people to have um, depression mm -hmm. from Parkinson's and they don't even know they have Parkinson's, but they have the depression. They get depressed, then they get the diagnosis for Parkinson's and it's a downward spiral. Everything goes, uh, goes really uh, bad from there on in. Yeah. Um, it's important to realize that the depression is the disease, it's not you, it's not the person. You can overcome that just by understanding that that's what's going on. Get your medication, get your exercise, and basically that, uh, at least for me, those symptoms disappear if you take it from a, a, a point of view of positivity. I think that's said perfectly. I mean, that's I feel like that's what we try and talk about all the time. But that that was that's perfect. Do you have? Sorry. No, that's just exactly what we've been talking about all day. Yeah. So. Yeah. Joe, this is great. I, I'm so I'm so excited for you. I'm so happy for you. And before we go. Can you please let everybody know what you just did a couple weeks ago? Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So this was this was actually a really uh, interesting thing. It's called the the Blue Ridge Relay. Um, these relays happen all across the country. Um, some of your listeners may be familiar with the Ragnar Relay. This is like that. It's a two hundred mile relay. Um, and it, it's divided up into 36 segments, all of equal, unequal length. And you get a team of 12 people together and those, uh, each of those 12 people run three legs and those three legs are separated by eight hours or something like this. And you're running around the clock. So um, you might have a, a red run of a few miles of six or seven miles in the morning then at midnight you have another one and early next morning you have another one so it goes on but the the signature uh thing about this particular relay was that this was an idea by a guy named bill buckley who was also another big um michael j fox supporter tim fox uh, member and his idea was to get a team of 12 runners who all are living with Parkinson's uh, disease. So we, we we started thinking about that in April. The race was in uh, just, a, as Jessica said, a couple of weeks ago. And we did get 12 athletes with Parkinson's. Um, and, and these people are just amazing. I mean, there's one lady, uh, Rhonda, who has run over 107 marathons since her diagnosis and she has um, uh, DBS. Uh, 
Uh, so they need brain stimulation. Yeah, Brian needs to step um, up his game. There's, yeah, there's Bill himself who has walked across the, after his diagnosis, walked across the country from South Carolina to San Diego to raise awareness for Parkinson's and to raise money for Michael J. Fox. And uh, he did that like to the tune of uh, two, uh, two marathons a day or, you know, uh, to, to, to do this. And then he followed that up in the fall with a walk, the long walk for Parkinson's, which was um, the length of, of uh, England from the, the, all the way north in Scotland, all the way to London. So 670 miles, he did that in 17 days. And the day after that, he ran the, the London Marathon um, at the same time I did. I mean, th these people have all committed to over-the-top goals uh, as a way to deal with Parkinson's. And then we all got together, and it was just it was just great to have all these people. We're all talking about our medications, our symptoms. Yeah. I mean, I met a pilot there who, and I didn't know this, he he doesn't take medication because as a pilot, the um, FAA disallows medications, certain medications. There's only a few medications that you can take if you're a pilot. Hmm. So this is something I didn't know that, that, that people have have to deal with this disease on, on levels that I would never experience. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was just an extraordinary thing. We had to finish this race in 35 hours. We just barely managed to get our, across the finish line uh, in that amount of time. And that was, you know, that was a huge celebration that, that, that we were able to, to do that. Congratulations yeah, to all of you guys. Um, I don't know if any of any of the other 12 are listeners, but if you are, congratulations. It's it's an amazing achievement. I'm, I'm happy that you guys are out there driving awareness in such a way that you know i was just telling brian earlier today it's i think we need to start looking at parkinson's as you know it's not your grandfather's parkinson's it's not you know there's so many things that we now know be it like exercise new medications new therapies whatever it may be that this is not the same parkinson's that people know or remember from you know grandparents having it years ago um so joe congratulations that's just amazing well, thank you. I so, appreciate it. So uh, in our last 30 seconds, I will leave you with this. As Joe mentioned, exercise is key, but also having a positive attitude can really, really change your outlook on life, especially when you're diagnosed with Parkinson's. So just take a moment, reflect, read, do a little research, find out books like Joe has, run with it and get some of that positive energy in other areas that you possibly can find, um, you know, whether in your community, with your family, with your friends. Um, but as always, keep exercising and stay positive. Thanks so much for tuning in. And thanks, Joe, for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is produced by Melissa Carlson and Steve Brandenburg. To contact us, email info at thesecretlifeofpd.org. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not responsible or liable for any medical advice, diagnosis, course of treatment, or any other information obtained through this podcast. The information provided by The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, 
diagnosis, or treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast. You are encouraged to consult a physician for a definitive diagnosis.